I'm Jess Averhart, and you're listening to the Reinvention Road Trip podcast. Listen, I'm a mom who's obsessed with the power and process of reinvention. And I'm also a fourth generation entrepreneur. I've worked on an Amish farm and for the world's most admired company, produced events in partnership with the NFL and NBA, and carved out a little place in the world of early stage startups. Every step of the way, learning the power of reinvention. So let's take this journey together. It's time to get inspired, dream louder, and own the keys that will unlock the next best version of you. You want to crush your reinvention? I mean, like, are you really ready to go after it? Okay, so here's what I'm talking about. Do you see your dream and you're like, yes, that is mine? Okay. I know that feeling well. I've been there many times over my life. Um, And every time I'm ready to step forward and reach for my next dream and my goal, I get this like wave of exhilaration, sort of like this rush of like, oh, here we go. I'm so excited. It's about to happen. And then it's followed by my common foe, which is self-doubt. Okay. Do you all know what I'm talking about? Um, It's that... uh, what are you what are you thinking? Are you crazy? You know you can't do this. This isn't the time. All the things that come into your brain. But then it's followed by my mantras because I am a good self-help guru and I know that you're supposed to have mantras and get yourself back on track. And then I go straight into my POA, my plan of attack. All right, so today what I want to do is share with you the six roadblocks that I've learned can stand in your way from crushing, and I mean absolutely crushing your goals. Now, these are roadblocks that I have personally encountered. These are the ones that trip me up a lot over the years. And I've had to like be mindful of them and say to self, self, you know what this is and you know what to do. So today is really all about lessons that I've learned and that I hope um, will help you along the way as well. So the first roadblock for me has been this sort of fixed mindset. Okay. This is that idea of conventional thinking, right? Where, okay, This is the way the world works. This is the way it spins on its axis. It's an eight to five sort of lifestyle. Come home. I watch Jeopardy. I answer some of Alex's questions. We have dinner. I go to bed and and we start this whole thing all over again, right? It's that fixed mindset where you almost can't even see outside the boundaries of convention. Um, If you have a fixed mindset, it's going to be a really, really long road to reinvention. The only way, my in my experience, that you can drive your dreams forward is with a growth mindset. You have to believe that your next right choice could be the one that changes everything forever, right? It's like, I know that dream is right there. I can see it. I've seen others accomplish it. I just need to get out of this mindset that it's not for me, that you're fixed in place and that you don't have the traction that you need. So fixed mindset is important. And ladies, I would ask that you write those things down. This whole podcast really is about honesty. It's about getting really for real, for real about the stuff we think in our head that we don't always say, not the pretty stuff that we see on Instagram and Pinterest, but like what happened before you posted that photo and it took you an hour and a half to do it. Like all the stuff that was running around in your head 
that's the stuff we want to like uncover and be honest about because we're all going through it. So what is it that's fixed in your mind? What is it that you think, oh, that's that's for everybody else. It's not for me. Write it down so you can see it. And then we'll tackle that a little bit later. The second roadblock for me, and man, this is a big one, is the fear factor. Okay, so let's be honest again. Some of us are afraid to fail and some of us are afraid to win. Now, we've, I've heard this a lot in the last couple of years, like, oh, people are afraid to win. And you're like, who's afraid to win? But I was afraid to win. I mean, I'm afraid, like, what does it look like? I've never, you know, if you've never been down that road where you've made a million dollars, you often wonder like, well, what is that? What comes with that? And how, how do I navigate that? And what will people think about me if I'm winning and other people are still trying to figure it out? Or, you know, you always kind of want to be with the pack, And this mindset of winning and the mindset of failing is all around fear. We are afraid to sort of go into these new waters. So I would ask you in this moment, unless you're driving, to close your eyes and just think for a minute, you know, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? And write it down. There's real power in writing things down. That's that's science data. We all know this is sort of psychological. When you write things down, the power sort of comes out of it. You don't because it doesn't become this like monster. So like write down those fears. What are you afraid of? And then I want you to write three actions that you would take to address these things if they came true. Like my worst case scenario, right? If in my business, if my business were to fail today, what would I do? Well, I would, you know, I would write down that I'm talented. I have a background in business. You know, I have a really fantastic network of amazing people that I love and trust. I would just go get a job. That's the worst case scenario. Worst case, I believe in me. I uh, have the background and talent and the network to figure out something else, right? So it doesn't feel as bad to fail in my dream when I know that, I can always rely on me and my background to sort of pick myself up, dust myself off like the Phoenix. I'll rise again and off we go. So it's that toothless tiger, right? It's a toothless tiger. And the only way we can realize that tiger doesn't have no tooth is that you have to write those fears down. So write them down and then three actions that you would take to address them. You know, if it came true, I bet you it's not as scary as it seems. Okay, the third roadblock is FOMO. Okay, fear of missing out. We all know this, right? Now, why is that a roadblock, the fear of missing out? Most people are like, oh, FOMO is like, that should be the motivator. Like, I don't, I want to win. I want to win. All the people that are winning, I want to, I want to do what they're doing. That seems like the right response. What I'm talking about here is this roadblock that's very notorious because it's hard to admit. A lot of times we won't jump in with both of our feet in our dreams to pursue our dreams, to pursue our, our reinvention story because everybody else is doing other things that we wish we could be doing right now, right? Other people aren't dream chasing. Other people aren't doing the work. And here you are looking at your dream and saying, in order for me to accomplish that, I'm going to have to give up other stuff. I'm going to have to give up time with my friends. I'm going to have to sacrifice 
you know, going out to eat or going to whatever the, the steakhouse with my folks or doing happy hour on the rooftop or whatever it is. Sometimes it's easier just to go along to get along, right? Meanwhile, your dreams are getting further and further behind you in the rearview mirror. You're living the life. You're living the dream with your people, but your dreams are, are secretly like dying in the background. So ask yourself this, am I comfortable being uncommon while I pursue my dreams? Ask yourself that question. Am I comfortable being uncommon while I pursue my dreams? Here's some statistics. You may think this is like a silly roadblock, but the truth is seven out of 10 millennials experience FOMO. 70% of all millennials are worrying about missing out with what their friends are doing, right? Or what the media is saying to do. And 60% of all people, not just millennials, make purchases or make impulse decisions within 24 hours because of this fear of missing out. We're impulsive. This like distraction of FOMO is killing our dreams. It's holding us back. And so it's important to acknowledge what are those things in your life, right? So I have things in my life that are easily FOMO moments. I love to have happy hour with my girlfriends. I love to get that last minute phone call that says, hey, Jess, we're in town. You want to meet us out for drinks? We're going to go to Mexican. You want to get some Mexican food? And I'm usually like, yes, count me in. I'll be there in a minute, girl. Sign me up and order me a margarita, right? Yes, that's an easy thing for me to just jump right on. And meanwhile, that hour and a half, two hours, sometimes three hours, right? When you spend that sort of unplanned takes away from accomplishing the goals that you had in mind for that day. Now, I'm not saying don't have fun. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't live a life. What I'm saying is that FOMO can sort of be this distraction that you don't realize is taking so much time from accomplishing your dreams. You look back and you say, what happened to that week? What happened to these three months? Oh my gosh, we all know this. I can't believe how fast the year has gone by. And you look back and you say, what have I really accomplished? Much of that can be attributed to this desire to fit in and to do what other people are doing. But understand that a lot of those people aren't building their dreams. Okay, the fourth thing to write down is Fraudzilla. Okay, so Fraudzilla rears her ugly head again and again and again, making reinvention feel impossible. Listen, the first time that I experienced Fraudzilla, which is also another term for imposter syndrome, okay, um, was when I was 22 years old and I started my first job in corporate America at General Electric, which I unpack in a different episode. But the the point here is that I went to General Electric on everybody, on the strength of everybody else, my family, my business school, my peers, right? My fiance were like, girl, this is the, this is the job for you. This is it. You're making all this money. You're doing, you're at the most admired company in the world at this time. This is it. And the whole time I was at General Electric, I knew this isn't where I belonged. And I also knew that this, this wasn't for me, right? But I played the part 
right? And I was hoping that nobody would find out that I was in truth, not meant to do this role. But let's look at this. General Electric at the time absolutely hired me, not because I had it all figured out, not because I was perfect, not because I graduated from some Ivy League League school. General Electric brought me on board because I was different, because I was unconventional, because I was from a small private school in Ohio. They thought that all of that would be additive and really be a nice complement to the program. Meanwhile, I'm thinking everything I just listed was why I didn't belong there. And so feeling like a fraud, feeling like an imposter. And by the way, after three months, I left GE because I couldn't handle the pressure of imposter syndrome. That's the end of that story. But I learned from it. And the the challenge with imposter syndrome is that if you aren't confident in who you are, you can't boldly step into the new you. Like if I wasn't confident in GE, there was no way I could take even a baby step, let alone a bold, big step into that company because I wasn't confident in who I was. So when you're thinking about your reinvention story, you have to be confident in who you are, which ladies, that means you have to know who you are. When I was 22, I didn't really know what I was about. And I let everybody else tell me what I was about and what I should do and how I should move. I didn't know that for myself. And so I made decisions based on my insecurities. Fraudzilla will rear her ugly head, especially when you're in a reinvention moment in time. Okay. Now you're not alone. 70% of all Americans do say that they suffered at one time or another from imposter syndrome. So you're in good company here. And I'm, I do a whole nother episode on this too. But when you think about like Michelle Obama, after writing um, the book Becoming, she felt like an imposter after she wrote that book. Okay. You've got Tom Hanks. He's felt like that. Maya Angelou, all publicly say, you know, I don't feel like I deserve the accolades or belong in these categories of greatness. I'm just me. And if they actually knew what I was about, they wouldn't cheer me on in the ways that they do. Superstars feel this way. We feel this way. It's very common. So the keys here are learning which type of imposter that you are. So lean in on some of the tips and tricks and check out um, the imposter syndrome podcast that I do um, that kind of lays out those different types of imposters and how to overcome that. All right. The fifth roadblock is being frozen. Yep. Just being frozen. So like, unlike the movie, you can't let this go. The best way to get unstuck is to do some asset mapping. All right. So I talk a lot about writing things down because we, we can think all day that we want to be better, do better, say better, all the things, but we can't actually make any movement until you're able to think, put it on paper and then drop some action plans around it. And so when you're frozen and you're like, I just don't know. The best way to remind yourself that you are positioned for reinvention is to do some asset mapping. All right. What I want you to do is to identify your core values, map down your map, your strengths and your weaknesses. Dream about your next move. Figure out what that move is. Right. And then start to design how you're going to get there. When you have a dream, but you don't have a plan to get there, it's why we've created the reinvention roadmap, because it doesn't just poof happen. It's like, it's not magic. 
it takes real work. It takes real design and it takes a little bit of strategy. Okay. You should see the wall behind me right now. Like I'm constantly mapping everything out. I'm constantly writing things down. I can't sleep at night. Sometimes I have a little thing next to my bed. I'm writing that down. If I, if I literally can't go back to sleep, I just say, well, I guess I'm supposed to wake up and just figure it out and meditate and, and sort it out in my head and then put it on paper. I just don't let those moments go because it will, it will freeze me. It starts to pile up in your brain, right? You just have all these ideas, all these things, and it just sticks in your brain. And you just say, well, I have 132 ideas. I guess I'll do none of them because I can't sort them out. So what I'm asking you to do is take all that's in your mind and put it on paper and do a little asset mapping. What are you good at? Where are your strengths? Where are your weaknesses? Take an online assessment. Those things are great because they help you understand yourself better. Then figure out what is my dream? Where am I going to go? And how am I going to get there? Just make a few notes. It doesn't have to be perfect, but get it out of your brain. And then the sixth roadblock is being flywheel-less. Flywheel-less. Okay, so the flywheel it's that little thing on a bicycle. Oftentimes you'll see, right? That sort of like gains speed at the more you, more energy you put in it. So the more energy you place behind an idea, it picks up speed and moves you more effortlessly. When your flywheel lists, it feels like a millstone is tied on your foot. You know, those big old cement millstones, right? Or an anchor, or you just feel like I can't move. I have the idea. I just can't get past it. So the idea here is to cut the rope, calm down, relax, lighten your load a little bit and break these. So you've made your frozen list, right? And I asked you to go down and do this starting and designing your next step. Just do one thing. You know, Oprah's good at saying, and I can't get this out of my head, is do the next right thing, she says. Just do the next right thing. If you think about the elephant in the room and you have to, you know, they say you have to eat the whole thing at once. You just say, forget it. It's too much. It's I'm overwhelmed. If you look at your list about how you're going to go from A to Z and, and accomplish your dreams or um, make all the money that you want to make or have the family that you want to have or make the big move that you want to make, right? Or start this new company or become an artist or whatever your dreams are. I want to write a book. Thinking about the end in mind is what most people will tell you to do. And I would say, yes, think about where you're going, but then stop thinking about that and break it down into these small pieces. That is tried and true. You know, people don't reinvent uh, things for you to do. They, They really just take tried and true adages and repackage them. And that's all I'm saying to you today is that the way to get the flywheel moving is to do the next right thing. And what's the next right thing for your dream? The next right thing for your dream might be telling all your friends that you have one and that you need their support. The next right thing for your dream might be putting together the three-month plan on how you're gonna leave your company in great shape and resign from your position to pursue, pursue your dream. The next right thing for your dream might be to say, I really want to be in a relationship. And so I need to get out there more. So you identify three or four ways that you're going to do that in the next month. You're going to, you know, go out to the parks or whatever it is that you think will help you accomplish it. 
But but ladies, it's the next right thing is going to get your the flywheel moving. And then after you've done that, you do it again. And then you do it again. And then you do it again. And it becomes effortless. And the next thing you know, you look up and your dreams are within reach. And then you look up again and you've accomplished them. But we have to make those baby steps. It's it's not hard, right? This is not brain science. We this is this these are practical steps, but we don't often do them. And I'm just here to remind you that these are the roadblocks that you'll find in your way because I have gone through each and every single one of them myself. And it's taken good friendships, great podcasts, right? wonderful books. My son who reminds me all the time, like you can do this, mom, you got this, the next right thing. People in your life to encourage you forward. And that's all I'm here. I just want to be that friend to you that says, listen, these things exist and you can accomplish them. So get over your fixed mindset. Let the fear go. Figure out what in your life is your FOMO, what's distracting you, right? Are you fraudzilla? Which one are you? Don't be frozen and get that flywheel spinning. All right, guys. So there you have it. We covered the six roadblocks to reinvention. I hope my lessons today helped you. And uh, I want to thank you so much for letting me share my stories um, and thoughts on another episode of Reinvention Road Trip. Until next time, stay the course. The journey is half the fun. I love you and we'll see you next time. Thanks, friends, for riding along on today's Reinvention Road Trip. If you like what you heard, tell a friend and leave us a review. I know it seems like a little thing, but it is so important to see if we're on the right track. You can find the show notes at jessaverhart.com forward slash podcast. And don't forget to join the Reinvention Road Trip by signing up for our newsletter where I share behind the scene details and nuggets that you won't hear on the show. New episodes drop weekly, so subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to your podcast these days. All right, friends, thanks so much. Until next time.